Welcome to Rock Your Brain, Rock Your Life, the only podcast hosted by a high-achieving tech leader and certified coach that teaches you how to use proven cognitive tools to rewire your brain so you work 10 to 20% less while crushing your goals. And you'll do this in 180 days. Hi, I'm Sarah. After decades of frantically overworking, never believing I could achieve big goals in my life and feeling constantly anxious, overwhelmed, and burnt out daily at work, I finally figured work out. I learned how to work less while identifying and nailing goals I never thought possible. I learned how to feel calm, confident, and a sense of ease at work. So if you're a high achiever who wants to achieve big goals, but doesn't even think it's possible unless you work a gajillion hours, or doesn't even think big goals are possible in any way, shape, or form, this podcast is for you. I keep it simple. You'll learn the neuroscience-based cognitive tools I and my clients use daily to work less while achieving more than they ever imagined. Quick side note, you'll run the risk of being passionately in love with your career. Okay. All right, y'all. I am so excited this week because I have one of my colleagues and an amazing coach on the podcast with me this week called Steve Haas. Steve and I are both certified coaches for the Life Coach School. And what's amazing about Steve is I'm going to tell you a few things about what makes Steve so amazing, including the fact that Steve is the only certified coach who started their career as a musician in the U.S. Navy's premier band in Washington, D.C. And I've got a few other things to say. But first, I just want to say, Steve, welcome. I'm so excited you're joining us this week. Thank you, Sarah. It's a pleasure to be here. And hello, everybody. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So Steve and I met in coach school and he was definitely probably like the smartest coach in my class. I am going to say that and I'm not blowing smoke. It was really true. He was just amazing. And what's been so beautiful to watch is Steve works with leaders. He works with super high achieving leaders and especially new ones. And if you want to regain your confidence and love your work again, you know, Steve has the tools you're looking for. And I'm going to let Steve just kind of kick off a few other things about him before we dive into a super just fun, interactive Q&A. Tell us a little bit more about you, Steve. So my path has been crazy. Like you said, I started <laughs> in music and then, you know, I saw <laughs> an opportunity in software. And so despite having no training in software and my only entrepreneurial experience being kind of growing my own musical acts. Uh, I said, Hey, let's do a startup. So I did that in 2008. What else would you do? So I learned a lot about software as a service. I learned a lot about online marketing, all that good stuff. Turned that into a successful career at HubSpot four years later, spent four years there. When I started, it was like two years before IPO. I left two years after the IPO and the company has grown exponentially, right? When I started, the stock was trading at like $5 a share and now it's at 700 or so. So it's like that kind of insane growth story. And then I did it again at Shopify, right? From, from HubSpot, <laughs> I started the Shopify when it was trading at 26 bucks a share and now it's at like 1500 a share. So it's like, I just, I, I, I follow what gets me excited and, you know, the software as a service space was absolutely it. When my time at Shopify was done, I was like, okay, I'm 
done with software for now, but I love this world. I love this space. The next rocket ship for me is coaching. And I'm going to take my experience in software and my love of personal development, of inner transformation, of working with consciousness and who we are at the deepest level and help people actually achieve incredible things in their lives in the software space, in the leadership space, but with their lives using these tools. So that's the rocket ship I'm on now. I love it. I love it. And I love also too reading about how you've known struggle and you've been let go from leadership roles. And what I love is the story of that you had doubt around what it would take to do the next thing. And you've realized how much unnecessary suffering you are causing because of your brain and the fact that we have a human brain and a lot of messy thoughts up there because we're all human. So we're not going to escape messy thinking. And, and I love what you've done in terms of helping leaders kind of clean up their minds, regain their confidence and let their work again. So let's dive into, you know, one of the things I know you're like a master at is imposter syndrome. So I'd love to just, you know, kind of hear from you, like what causes imposter syndrome and how do you deal with it? I mean, you've dealt with it. So let's, let's talk, let's start there. There's no need to suffer. Let's just start with that, right? If you're in a position where you are feeling angst, feeling anxiety, feeling like a fraud, feeling any kind of shame around what you've done or what you might've made a mistake with, or, you know, maybe someone made a mistake with you, whatever it is, you don't need to be carrying that baggage, right? That's the starting point. It's like people think, well, you know, it's business. It's supposed to be hard. I'm supposed to suffer. It's supposed to be challenging. Like I just got kicked in the ass by my boss or, you know, life just dealt me a, a tough one. It's like, you don't have to suffer. Even if those things happened, you don't have to suffer. Right. So, so the reason for imposter syndrome is this belief that you don't have it figured out, that you don't know what you're doing, that you're not a successful leader yet, that you haven't yet grown the competencies that you need in order to make quality decisions. And so then you doubt yourself and then the whole thing spirals and you actually don't end up being able to enjoy your life or have the impact that you're looking for. I love that. That's so true. We are never going to escape the fact that we are always going to have fear, uncertainty, doubt, all those human feelings. But what I love about our work as coaches is we have the tools to look at our brain, to look at all that fear, uncertainty, and doubt, right? And deal with those feelings and, and deal with all those thoughts that are coming up that are creating those feelings of insecurity and imposter syndrome. So just... I'd love to share some examples, Steve, of like how you dealt with imposter syndrome and how you've recovered from setbacks when you have noticed the fear, uncertainty, and doubt and all the things. Mm -hmm. So for me, the answer has always been vulnerability and coming back to my vision. So while I was at Shopify, I was let go from one of the teams that I was leading and it was so humiliating. I was just like, I can't believe I failed as a leader, what's wrong with me? I'll never succeed again. And then after a while, I was like, you know what? There's probably some good stuff here, right? Yes. Anytime I'm like really in it, I say, what can I learn and what can I share? 
so that other people don't have to suffer with this. And so that was part of it is like not hiding it away or pretending that I'm okay or that didn't hurt or like, you know, I'm fine. Kind of <laughs> when, you, when you trip and you play it off, it's like, hey, oh yeah, yeah, that's fine. It's like, no, that freaking sucked. Like that hurt so bad. And I'm just going to keep showing up because I've got a vision, right? My vision, whether it's leading at a company or leading in my coaching practice is I want to help people. I want to create awesome things. I want to succeed. And you know what? I don't have all the tools. I'm, I'm not going to do it perfectly, but I'm going to keep showing up for myself and for the people who will benefit by me showing up. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I had the same thing happened to me, Steve, like 20 years ago, I was working at a startup and I got fired on a Friday morning at 10 a.m. And I was like, exactly. I had the same thoughts like, oh my God, the world is coming to an end. Like, what have I done wrong? And, you know, I had to manage my brain a little. And, and I came up with, a, okay, this totally sucks. Like, what am I going to do next? And then I also told my brain, okay, this is a pebble in the road of life. Just drive over it. And let's just keep going. This is a part of the human experience, right? So that, that's so awesome. So here we are, leadership, vision, values. Maybe talk a little bit more about your values and your vision as a leader and kind of where that keeps you. So when the fear, uncertainty, and doubt, imposter syndrome shows up in your brain, you go back to your future self and who you are as a leader. So maybe talk a little bit about values, leadership, kind of how you position yourself and keep coming back to that place. Absolutely. Everyone assumes that they know what their values are, but when you ask them, or give me the sentence, like, <laughs> what? And people can't articulate it. Right? So right. True. And so for me, my coaching business, I run it with my wife. She's actually the CEO. I'm the leadership consultant. And so we kind of work together on how, how we're going to run our company. Mm. And, you know, it's small right now, but we have visions for growth and where we want it to go and what we want the impact to be. And so we've spent a lot of time crystallizing and then reaffirming and restating in everything that we do our vision. Mm -hmm. And so for us, the vision is to help people realize the life the universe is dreaming for them. Oh my God, I just got goosebumps. So good. Wow. Right? It's not like, yeah, I want to help people succeed or I want to help leaders overcome imposter syndrome. Like the vision has to be big. It has to be something that yeah. speaks to your heart. It has to be something that mm -hmm. is never going to be, is always going to be your North Star. And, and for us, for me, it's helping people wake up to this deeper currents of meaning, of purpose, of destiny, right? Of cosmic significance mm -hmm. of your life. And so it's like, that gets us fired up. Let's create every product, every marketing campaign, every coaching interaction, every breath from that place of here's our vision. So that even when you are tired and you're up early or you're working late or things suck or you, someone says no or whatever it is, you're like, hey, I'm here for a much bigger purpose. Pebble in the road of life, like you said, Sarah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful, Steve. Like I, I think about, I think about why I'm on this planet as well and like my values and my vision. And then it's just, I, I just keep thinking about all of the high achieving women in tech who live with self-doubt every single day, like I used to. And, you know, 
just being of service to them. Exactly. So they can live like an authentic, fulfilled life that they love and stop thinking that, you know, checking boxes and, and people pleasing and all those things are going to be the answer. So that's well, and awesome. something that's fascinating with that. Yeah. People pleasing and checking boxes, having a clear vision and clear purpose yeah. doesn't mean you're going to stop doing that. It just means you have a guidepost to reassess when you think things might be off. Mm-hmm. I just yeah, had a exactly. right before this call yeah. where I was like, yeah. why did I, you know, why did I take on extra hours in my contract role when yeah. I'm fine? I don't, I don't need the money. I don't even want like what I want is freedom and flexibility. Why did I take on extra hours? Mm-hmm. And, and the insight was, I believe that, you know, working like earning every hour, earning every dollar that I could have access to is the highest good. It's like, no, that's not my purpose. That's not what I'm here for. But I did it anyway. Sometimes we're on autopilot. So that's what yes. can help you kind of break out of these autopilot behaviors that we all have. And you just talked about values, freedom flexibility. What else are your values? Are, are those the two core values or, or are there others that, that you two kind of live by as you build this business? Mm, fun is one of them. Oh, yeah. It's free, the three Fs. Freedom, flexibility, <laughs> fun. Flexibility, I love that. Yeah. Well, and then another is, um, I mean, it's, it's aligned with those. It's actually kind of the overarching value is magic. Ooh. Oh my God. Seriously? Magic? Yeah, of course. Tell me more about that. I'm super curious about that. Well, what we do with coaching is magic. Totally. Yes. (laughs) Because it's truly what you're doing is is taking a thought, just a germ of something that doesn't even exist, and you say, I'm gonna focus on this. I'm going to put my energy and intention behind this. And over time it's going to become something in the world that didn't exist before. Yeah, exactly. You're going to take a thought and you're going to kind of iterate it, kind of you almost use like a magic wand and iterate on it and keep shifting belief in yourself. So your belief in yourself aligns with your deepest desires and your deepest soul and self, like how you started at the top of the call. I love that. A a teacher of mine, they had greyhounds at home. They'd be like greyhound mm-hmm. rescue dogs. They had all this property with horses on it and stuff. They have these greyhounds, just such magnificent animals. But I learned that because they're so powerful, they could easily jump over whatever cages of a kennel. Like if you have a four or five foot high kennel, they could just jump right over it. So to train them to not jump any higher, they, you know, when they're little, they have a, a roof over their heads. Like they, they have a, a roof on top. So like they never learn to to jump any higher and so then eventually you can just take the roof off and never know that they could jump over the walls and so it's the same thing like yeah you might say oh you know coaching thought work whatever but if you don't know you can jump over the walls you're never going to try so it it always starts with that belief yeah that you can jump over the walls you can jump over the freaking oh my god i love it you can jump all of you listening, you can jump over the walls. You just don't believe you can right now, but trust Steve and I, you can, okay? <laughs> I love that. Okay, so let's stick with the leadership theme. And I, I love this kind of values and staying at that 30,000 foot level of who you are as a leader. And, you know, you've got teams. And how do you as a leader keep people accountable 
to results and business outcomes and how they show up without being, I don't know, a little jerky or a little, you know, tough. Like, how do you show up in that space? The way you keep people accountable is by accounting for results. Mm -hmm. If people think that the only time you meet with them is when they're in trouble, they're not going to want to hear from you. You're going to lose your influence and power. So you need to have the metrics that matter across your whole organization. And that's part of the work of leadership is like, how do we know that we're succeeding? How do we know that we're falling behind as a team and as individuals, right? How does Mary know that she's succeeding? How does Jack know that he's falling behind? And then you have those conversations ongoingly so that you're able to account for great performance and reward great performance so that people feel like you are there for them and helping them do their best. And also if there's poor performance on your team with your leaders, whoever it is that is reporting to you, you're able to have those conversations early and clearly. And there's also consequences for not performing because if you are shying away from hard conversations and not putting performance plans in place, not letting people go, then the only folks that you'll have on your team are those that are sticking around. Like because high performers aren't going to want to be around a team that's just, you know, not really cutting the mustard. So they're going to be looking for something else. And so you're ultimately not going to be performing because you're not keeping people accountable to the performance that they need to be uh, exhibiting. Yeah, I love that. And I also love one of the things that really helps me as well is really knowing very clearly that, you know, so many of us have a hard time kind of keeping people accountable and having difficult conversations because we're afraid of what people are going to say and what we're going to make that mean and, and the, and the feeling and feeling fear about like, are they going to get mad at me? You know, like what's going to happen. And I love our work because our work as coaches is we know that the thoughts and the words that come out of other people's brains are their thoughts and their human experience, right? That it has nothing to do with us. And when we kind of keep that distance and keep that in mind, that really, for me, helps me show up in terms of keeping my team accountable as well. It's just knowing that, you know, however they're going to react is actually just their human experience and their brain and their thoughts. But at the end of the day, as a leader, I need to have a high-performing, hyper-growth team that's, you know, running the business efficiently and effectively. That's such a powerful point, Sarah. Because so many people want to get a certain response from the other side. You're like, whatever it takes for you to like me. (laughs) Exactly. Once you realize, like you said, you can't control whether somebody likes you. Nope. All you can do is show up as the leader that you want to be to create the team that you want to have. And how somebody else deals with it is zero of your business. Right. And so that also applies to letting somebody go. If you think that letting someone go is going to ruin their life and that they'll never recover, they're going to hate you forever and they're probably going to die alone in the gutter in the next couple of weeks because of it, you're never going to fire anyone. And then you'll be stuck with whoever is underperforming or taking advantage of the role or in the wrong place or whatever. So then you're both suffering. Like they're in a bad spot because they're not getting it. And you're in a bad spot because you think you're going to kill them by firing them. 
but when you realize their response is up to them, then you just get to show up with your full humanity in service of yourself as a leader and of the vision that you have for the organization. Yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. I love that. All right. So you talk about, you have this cool formula, you call it like a, a leader's hyper growth formula, which I know nothing about. So you need to tell all of us about this formula because I love formulas. I love like one plus one equals 10, for example. So, so this formula, uh, you can visualize it like a big hug. <laughs> I love hugs. I'm a hugger. All right, Steve. Me too. I got it. <laughs> it's a big hug of a formula. So it's, it's in a circle with, with smaller circles in between. And it's what we've been talking about. So it starts with your vision. Okay. No vision, there's no juice, right? If you don't know where you're going and why, no one can get excited for it. And then you have your values, how we get the work done, how, how you will know that you are right for this team. My favorite values on teams that I've worked with are get shit done, mm -hmm. uh, be blue collar, Ooh. have fun. I like the ones that we have, commit to magic, you know, life is magic, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so then values are how you create a community of like-minded action takers, right? And, and the values need to be strong enough and upheld enough that you would hire and fire based on them, right? They, they should be embedded in interview questions. Tell me about a project where you took initiative and were responsible for delivering the results. And if they can't give you an answer, then they're not going to thrive in a fast-paced, high-growth place with a lot of independence, right? So it's vision, mm -hmm. values, roles and KPIs, right? So what are the actual things that need to be done and how do we know that we're doing them well? And then it's the rinse and repeat on all of those. So it's the regular conversations where you're able to touch in with people on how they're performing, where they can go next, how they're embodying the values or not, and how they're contributing to the overall vision, right? So it starts really big, gets really small, then it goes back out. It's like an in-breath and an out-breath. It's like a mm -hmm. hug. It's your glowing energy orb of leadership excellence, the hyper-growth leadership formula. I love that. It's three simple concepts. Vision, values, roles, and KPIs. Yeah. I love that. That's beautiful. How did you discover it? Um, through my own experience, I also worked closely with... Uh, leadership guru chris plackey who is a brilliant Ooh. life coach school uh, yeah. yeah and uh, Love certification and and we discussed those elements of leadership in detail i love it and so where should someone start to create their own start with your vision why the hell are you doing what you're doing <laughs> there's so many ways to make money and yet here you are doing this crazy thing that you're doing right if you're in leadership your output is the people on your team that's nuts right who signs up to say all right i'll let all of these people be responsible for the results it's not natural right to motivate people towards a goal to have conversations and set direction and make decisions like that's your output as a leader. So you have to mm -hmm. start with your vision in order to bring all of that together. And then, yeah, you go through the, go through the formula for everyone on your team. I love that. That's so beautiful. All right, Steve. Well, listen, I love this. I've loved this conversation. And how can folks get a hold of you 
if they want to learn more about your magic and imposter syndrome and confidence and having freedom and fun as a leader. Yeah, baby. Uh, you can head over <laughs> to hypergrowthcoach.ca, hypergrowthcoach.ca. I'm up here in Canada, so why not? And uh, you can sign up for my free uh, Breaking Free from Imposter Syndrome five-part course. Or if you want to work with me one-on-one, I do have some openings for my one-on-one practice as well. I love that. Who doesn't love a five steps to break free from imposter syndrome, which I know all of you listening, because you you DM me all the time. I know that you all struggle with this in different parts of your life and your career. So Stephen, it's been such, it's been so much fun connecting with you and having this conversation. And so thank you so much for coming and sharing your leadership and I'm super excited to connect with you next time. Absolutely. I love talking to you, Sarah. Thanks for creating the space and for having me on your show. Um, Absolutely. It's all my pleasure. All right. Have a beautiful rest of your day and y'all have a beautiful rest of your day and we'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye-bye. Hi, everyone. If you're loving what you're learning in this podcast, you have to come and check out the Rockstar program. It's my coaching program where we take these neuroscience-based cognitive tools and we use them daily to break through burnout so you can fall passionately in love with your career. So join me over at sarahmoody.com. I would love to have you join me. You can also follow me at Sarah L. Moody on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. I can't wait to see you.